0: Some parents have been oversharing, uploading photos of their children online, coupled with intimate details. And in many cases, the kids don't have a say in what's being shared and who it's being shared with. Consequences of sharing your child's image and other personal information online. Bad guys are using our posts against us to track our children. Cam's mom sharing moments that were deeply personal, from her first period to photos of her in a bikini as a child and this moment after Cam was in a car accident. It's like I needed a hand to hold, but like it was like a camera put in my face instead. What, what's your most viral videos? Um, breastfeeding. Your breastfeeding degree. videos. If you look at someone's profile and their main and first viral video is their child in the bathtub or the child having their diaper changed or a breastfeeding video, you are not sexualizing it, but on the internet there are thousands, millions of people that are. There is a rising belief that if you post your child on social media in any way, shape, or form, you are exploiting them. No matter how innocent the content is, if it features a minor, it's child endangerment. Is there any merit to this argument or is it a knee-jerk overcorrection from the first generation to truly experience the pitfalls of the internet? I'm one of the last people in my friend group to have kids and about half of my friends have chosen to opt out of posting their kids' faces on social media. It's a parenting take that I'm seeing a lot more of. People I follow are suddenly blurring, covering, or hiding their kids' faces. They're either posting in a strategic way to conceal their identity or covering their faces with emojis. And that's if they're posting them at all. Some parents are attempting to wipe any trace of their kids from the internet. They're going back and deleting every single photo that shows their face or removing tags from other people's pictures. Instagram bloggers who have shared their kids for years are suddenly opting to conceal their identities. It's trending with famous people too. Some celebrities are having their kids turn all the way around with their backs towards the camera to pose for a picture. Then you have the opposite end of the spectrum where influencers not only feature their kids on their account, their kids are the main stars. These are children who will have a heavy online blueprint by the time they're adults and have no say in the right to privacy. Every first they've ever had documented for the world to see. Will they appreciate it when they're older? or will they feel more like a content farm than a person? It's a photo where I'm shirtless and I'm not ready for a photo. All it takes is one person and one hack and there goes all your privacy. This is the ethical dilemma I want to explore. In the mid-2000s, and 2010s especially, YouTube views were heavily driven by family vloggers. The pioneers of this type of content were known as the Shea Tarts. Yes, that is their real name, and no, I did not make that up. Mommy-tard, Sun tard princess-tard, baby-tard, rock-tard, and bro-tard, all affectionately named by their dad, Shay Butler. Back in 2008, this Idaho family went from food stamps to millionaires. The butlers are millionaires, just from pressing record. At the time, family vlogging was a totally new concept. No one could have predicted the level of fame and fortune that some vlogging families or Instagram influencers could achieve. But once the Shaytards drew attention to the format and the YouTubing space, an entire subgenre was born. Today, some of the most subscribed to channels are families. C-sections, first day of school, meltdowns, doing dishes, pool days, first periods, and funerals. Absolutely nothing is off limits when it comes to content. But that's exactly what some viewers recently have started to feel concerned about. For generations, the only moments caught on tape of a kid's life, if there was any, were maybe a few minutes right after birth, a first birthday, a couple ball games, or high school graduation. Once YouTubing and Instagram influencing became mainstream and adults were raking in a serious cash flow, largely due to a heavy involvement from their children, the entire business model drew concerns. There are two camps of people who are anti-posting your kids online. Some wholeheartedly believe that Every single photo, even an innocent one, will be taken and used by predators. It's not exclusive to just people with large followings either. They think it's poor judgment for a parent to post their kid Period. It could be a picture of a toddler eating goldfish in their car seat, and that's still too risky for them. If they post their children online at all, they're completely obstructing or covering their face in some way. Another big hangup for them is consent. They don't think it's right for any child to have their life documented online for the world to see until they're old enough to make that decision for themselves. If I'd asked you about that picture, would you be okay if I posted it? you? Uh, yes. Oh, really? So it's actually about the asking, not about the picture itself. uh uh-huh. Posting any private information or anything online should be uh, my call. The rest of the anti-kids on social media people basically reserve all of their judgment for influencers and celebrities who seemingly rely on their kids' online persona to bring in money for the entire family. They feel that it falls into child exploitation and possibly even violates child labor laws. Since the entire concept of vlogging and influencing is relatively new, we haven't been able to see for sure what sorts of negative impacts, if any, it would have on the children involved until now. Those vlogger kids from the mid-2000s are now teenagers. Some are even heading to college and a few have started to speak up. Nine months ago, an anonymous post was made in the subreddit community, true off my chest, by someone claiming to be a child of YouTube vloggers. Specifically, she says she is a 17 year old female. Now, before I read this, I wanna emphasize that there's no way to verify if the poster is telling the truth, but on the off chance that they are, it's a fascinating inside look into the entire debate. Here's what she wrote. Was brought up by parents who family vlog they started vlogging when i was around seven and stopped three years ago i want to hugely avoid speculation as to who my family is so won't be sharing much more detail the channel had over 500 subscribers my parents finally stopped when there was a mental health crisis in my family as a result of the channel this was never shared online i loved it for a while i loved being the center of attention while the camera was on and i loved getting more toys i stopped loving it when I realized the only time I got attention was when the camera was on. And the only time I got toys was when I performed in a way I was meant to. I'm going to list some stuff that happened and how it affected us. One, my siblings and I were so paranoid that there were cameras on us that the only place we felt comfortable changing was in the bathroom with the lights off. Two, I couldn't talk to my mom about anything when my mental health began to get bad because I was too scared she'd share it online. If I'd asked her not to, it wouldn't have made a difference. I now barely have a relationship with my mom. Three, my mom considered homeschooling us so that she'd have more time to make content during the day. Four, my best friend's mom said she didn't want my friend to be my friend anymore because my mom kept filming her without permission. My mom didn't care how upset I was. Five, I didn't have a single private moment. My mom woke me up with the camera on and she often filmed right until we went to sleep. Six, she filmed us in the bath and although she's tried to get it off the internet, it's downloaded and online forever. Seven, she shared when I got my period, even though I told her I didn't want her to. Eight, someone attempted to kidnap my sister and found it easy because they knew her full name, address, school, and details about her. My sister didn't know he was a stranger because he knew so much about her. Another story that caught my interest was this one published by Teen Vogue in March of this year. It says, search Claire's name online and this is some of what you will find. Photos of her as a child, merchandise with her face on it available for sale, and a YouTube channel with millions of subscribers and hundreds of videos featuring Claire and members of her family. In the videos, Claire grows from a toddler to a teenager. On Instagram, fans comment they miss videos from the old days. In public, people sometimes recognize her and ask for photos. Altogether, the family's YouTube channel channel has over a billion views, but if it were up to Claire, none of the videos would exist. Claire, whose name has been changed to protect her privacy, has never known a life that doesn't include a camera being pointed in her direction. The first time she went viral, she was a toddler. When the family's channel started to rake in the views, Claire says both her parents left their jobs because the revenue from the YouTube channel was enough to support the family and to land them a nicer house and new car. That's not fair that I have to support everyone, she said. I try not to be resentful, but I kind of am. Once, she told her dad she didn't want to do YouTube videos anymore, and he told her they would have to move out of their house and her parents would have to go back to work, leaving no money for nice things. When the family is together, the YouTube channel is what they talk about. Claire says her father has told her he may be her father, but he's also her boss. It's a lot of pressure, she said. When Claire turns 18 and can move out on her own, she's considering going no contact with her parents. Once she doesn't live with them anymore, she plans to speak out publicly about being the star of a YouTube channel. Channel. She'll even use her real name. Claire wants people to know how her childhood was overshadowed by social media stardom that she didn't choose. And she wants her parents to know, nothing they do now is going to take back the years of work I had to put in. Something this article sheds light on, which I found really thought provoking, was the lack of laws to protect child social media influencers. According to the writer, activists and lawmakers are pushing for protections for the privacy and earnings of children of influencers in states like Washington, where a proposed bill that is currently stalled in the Washington State House would ensure similar protections that California's Coogan Law gives child actors. Under the Coogan Law, 15% of minors' earnings must be set aside by the employer in a blocked trust, but there are no similar protections for child influencers. To me, this is a critical argument against posting your kids online without their consent. At a certain point, and with a certain amount of followers and money being made specifically because of the child, it makes perfect sense to me for protections to be put in place to secure a portion of that money away for their future. How many parents have taken advantage of their kids' online fame and put nothing or near nothing into a college or savings fund for them. It should be illegal. Country, bitch. One of the most controversial families that almost always comes up in this debate is the LeBrants. Before TikTok, there was Vine and Musical.ly. Savannah was a single mom blowing up, lip syncing on Musical.ly. And Cole had built a serious following on Vine, making dance videos with his best friends. One day, 23-year-old Savannah and 19-year-old Cole were walking around the Grove in LA when they bumped into each other. They exchanged numbers for business purposes, but after getting to know each other, their feelings ran a lot deeper than just professional. Fast forward, six months later, and Cole was proposing to Savannah and her five-year-old daughter Everly. Would you want me to marry your mommy? Yeah. And you know that if I married your mommy, that would mean that I get to be your daddy too. Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah? You okay with that? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's see. And a massive YouTube platform was born. Now they have four kids, 13 million subs on YouTube, and 18 million followers on Instagram between each member of their family. Yes. Even the babies have their own Instagrams. Besides being openly Christian and conservative, Cole and Sav have received a lot of scrutiny on what they filmed for their channel involving their kids. One of their most controversial videos revolved around pranking their oldest daughter for April Fool's Day. They told her they were giving away the family dog and didn't tell her it was a joke until after she started crying. We're giving Carl away to somebody else. You gonna miss him? So, also, the last thing that we wanted to tell you. After being accused of emotional and psychological abuse by viewers, Cole and Sav released an apology. It was just a bad judgment call and yeah. in the moment, and I'm 22, she's 20, just turned 26. We're young parents, and we put all of our lives out on social media for the most part. I mean, I say all of our lives, but obviously we're doing 15-minute videos three days a week, so. You guys are seeing bits and pieces, and we're gonna make mistakes. So, we do apologize. There have been several other instances where their parenting has come under fire. But to play fair, who's haven't on social media? Even if you aren't offended by clickbaity video titles or Colin Sav printing their kids, you might find yourself in agreement with thousands of others who believe Colin Sav's entire livelihood only exists because of content involving Everly and that she's being exploited and forced to work as the family breadwinner. Over 37,000 Redditors come together on a daily basis to express their concerns on exactly that. The question in a case like the LeBrants is, is it child exploitation if your following would largely dwindle without you posting your kids? But what if you're someone who doesn't even have a fraction of the following that the LeBrants have? Is it really that risky to post your kids for 600 of your friends, coworkers, and family? I vote no, but many say yes. I fail to understand how posting a fully clothed picture or video of a child that has no identifying details like their school or home address is risky. McAfee, a cybersecurity company, did a study in 2018 and found that 30% of parents post a photo or video of their child at least once a day. 71% of parents agreed that online photos could end up in the wrong hands, but the majority at 58% believed it's their right to post images without the consent of their child. 40% of parents have considered that posting images could embarrass their child, but think the child won't care or will get over it. Millennials are the first generation. Generation of parents to find themselves navigating this new territory in parenting. As someone who doesn't have kids yet, I am very curious about the polarizing perspectives on this issue and I feel very open-minded about it. Like I could really be persuaded either way. I know that the safety of kids should always come first, but I also think some people are taking their fears to an unnecessary extreme. And even then, the only downside I can think of to choosing to completely opt out of posting your kids online is that later your kids could feel like they weren't important because they weren't ever posted. It certainly seems like there are more risks to rewards, but I still don't find myself having strong feelings either way. There are so many influencer and YouTube families that do get it right. The communities they've built have put the nuclear family into a positive light again. They've helped kids with absent parents know what a loving mom and dad should really look like. So it's hard for me to look at this profession and say it's a total net negative, even with the involvement of kids. I have friends who post their kids every day and I have friends who rarely do. Or if they do, their kid's face is covered with an emoji, for example. Maybe one day when I have my own, I'll have decided one way or the other. But for now, I'm here to hear both sides of the argument. And I'm interested in all opinions, especially yours. Do you believe that any posts of a child on the internet could be considered child exploitation? Sound off in the comments below. Make sure you're subscribed to Real Alex Clark for more thought-provoking discussions and hot takes on culture.